So welcome listeners to a uh, special Unsheathed production that I've had in the works for a while now. Uh, it basically boils down to me and my friends watching all six of the Star Wars movies. Uh, we're starting today with uh, Star Wars Episode Four: A New Hope, aka Star Wars, <laughs> aka the original. But uh, mainly joining me here is uh, my roommate Kohai. Hello. He's a tiger. I am. Um, Growl. But yeah, uh, I always thought that this would be a, a fun little experiment because people seem to like my... When I go on tangents to talk about Star Wars at panels and during the podcast, I'm like, you know what? Why don't I just do a thing where I actually just do Star Wars? Uh, so the way that this works is we're going to be watching the movie and we're going to have it so you can sync it up so you can watch along at home. Is that how that's working? Because I thought when you said you were going to do Star Wars that it was just going to be you standing up and doing all the parts for three movies. <laughs> Don't tempt him. <laughs> you know, I wonder what my percent accuracy rate would be if I did that. That's actually an interesting... Uh... Wow. I bet, it could, I bet it could clear 50%. Mm-hmm. It'd be like DDR, it would but be tough audio. To do, it would be tough to do on expert mode. <laughs> yes, it would. But I bet you could do it on hard mode and like at least pass. What have we here? <laughs> you old pirate. You old pirate. Man, I, I'd do it just to do Lando. And then I think a lot of people would be offended. The expert mode problem would really come up with Greedo, where you have to do the entire thing in Huddies. Oh, yeah, which is like, isn't it like based off of like Quechua or something? I'm not sure. Yeah. Utaguta solo. Sompitale. Oh, see, like, I at least know some of it, which yeah. just proves like how sad I am. Yeah, as Krita, like... Krisco. <laughs> okay, at yes, least I'm I'll not the only have. one. Yeah. <laughs> so that's what you can look forward to as you uh, listen to this. Um, we might have a few other guest folks popping in and out uh, at various times in the conversation. But uh, the way that we're going to have you do this is if you want to start up your, you know, your DVD or your digital copy of uh, Star Wars Episode Four: A New Hope, uh, right after the words uh, a long time ago in a galaxy far, far away disappear from your screen, uh, cue the recording back up, and then we should be talking along with the movie. And what version should they be watching? So we're watching the 1994 DVD box set uh, version. <laughs> the 2004 one? Did I say 1994? Wow. You did indeed. <laughs> so, well, so we were at Russian that, River Brewing for yeah. lunch today, and it was really good. <laughs> I really highly recommend everyone go. <laughs> Plenty the Elder, some of their their sour beers. It is oh mwah, wonderful. So we're watching Go on. the 2004. Wow, like 1994 is before the special editions even came out. You said 94. Yeah, no, they were they came out in 97. Yeah, but anyway, so uh, there are lots of different versions of the movies. Uh, some of you might have the Blu-rays. I don't think that that would cause an appreciable difference. We're not like going to be timing to dialogue or anything. Although for some scenes we certainly might just out of reflex. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, so sit back. Enjoy, and uh, hopefully this isn't going to be as amusing for you as it is for us. And this is Buck Hopper. I'm engineering this session. And since Cam Hirasaki forgot to tell you when to pause the recording, I'm going to tell you now. Pause your recording now. You know, I would love to be able to say that I remember where I was when I first saw this in theaters, but I actually wasn't even alive when this movie came out. Yeah. I was alive for Empire. Just not for this one. I Empire came out six days before I was born. Oh wow. That's that's auspicious. Mm-hmm. I always re- uh remember when I was younger and was old enough to read and really parse things. I remember when I noticed 
this was, you know, episode four, A New Hope. And I was like, wait a minute. Everyone just calls this movie Star Wars. But it actually has its own title. Mm -hmm. And I always thought that it was, like, weird that nobody ever called it that. And I think it's because, like, as the original Star Wars, it's just, you know, it's a cultural institution. And people, it's it's always going to be Star Wars to people, I think. Minor aside on that, uh... Not me, but a friend of mine, we'll say that, uh, from back home, is a huge, huge Star Wars fan. And at one point when he was a kid, he watched the movie and really noticed that, like, episode four, episode five. And he realized, wait a second, that means there has to be an episode one, two, and three. This would be back in, like, you know, 89 or something like that. And his parents almost had to sedate him. (laughs) Like, that whole afternoon was like, no, 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 no. Four, five, and six. There has to be a one, two, and three. But what's weird, though, is that, like, I remember getting plot synopses of them in the 80s. Hmm. And I remember being like, yeah, then, like, in episode three, like, Anakin Skywalker and Obi-Wan Kenobi have this big lightsaber duel and Anakin falls into a thing of lava. Like, really weirdly specific things that did actually come to pass. Mm-hmm. Real quick aside here, I know that Red Litter Media pointed this out already, but this really is one of the most amazing opening shots in any movie ever. Yeah, there's a reason that this is iconic. I mean, like, just everything about this opening sequence here with the Star Destroyer coming in is just super cool. And it still looks great even by, like, today's special effects standards. Yes, plus one point to anyone who can name the rebel ship that's escaping. Uh, for those of you playing along at home, that is the Tanti 4. Correct, well done. <laughs> Nerd! <laughs> it is a Corellian Corvette. I, oh, I forget what, what the actual serial number on it is. It's like a MS-80 or something? Hold I've on. only heard them as Corellian Corvettes. There's also a modified Corellian Corvette. Yeah. But that's another story. This is... Sp- no, I'm not doing it. I, I got halfway through that line, and I'm like, no, can't. As you can see, this is really early on in the Rebellion, where the Rebellion had not yet really put together a high budget for uh, their uniforms. So that's why they're really just going for, like, the sort of, like, grays and earth tones with the black 70s vest. <laughs> <And> the <horrible laughs> helmets. They blew all their money on the helmets. and They're, they're hideous. <laughs> yeah. I'm sorry. It is a CR-90 Corellian Corvette. I, yes, I did look that up, and not in my brain. Much as much as Jericho would be disappointed to hear that that's just not in my brain. So is he just like using force lightning to get through that, or like? Is what? Did they just burn through the door, or? I think they had fusion torches. Yeah, that sounds like something that they would use. And we're gonna do the whole stand in the hallway and back away slowly and not try to find cover strategy. I see. <laughs> I do love these movies, but I don't think that they're flawless. Although, actually, I was one of the things that had occurred to me in thinking about these movies in preparation for uh, the showing today. The Star Wars movies are actually a great depiction of movies that succeed in spite of their flaws. Like, if we really wanted to, I could sit down for episodes four, five, and six and really pick out all of the plot inconsistencies. You know, the, the the little weird things that are never properly explained. But it wouldn't detract from the film, the same of which could not quite be said for, say, uh, for a recent example, Prometheus. Yeah. Like, Prometheus just has an endless list of strange things and inconsistencies, but we're not here to talk about that. But to to get back to the film, Star Wars is a great example of flawed vessels that still perform, you know, beyond admirably. 
Well, I think you just described Anakin Skywalker. Oh. <laughs> R2-D2 has found a cigarette. Mm-hmm. I don't know if anyone else remembers those PSAs. Mm-hmm. A couple of people in the room clearly have, because I'm seeing <laughs> chuckles, which is good. I know that we don't have lungs, but it's very bad for them, and it's very bad for your heart. <laughs> so please, don't smoke. Yeah, first reference for the yeah. Spice Mines of Kessel. Which is like... I've always liked this track right here, by the way. Huh? Oh, the whole soundtrack's okay. good. Oh, yeah. And I find it amusing that he chokes people when he could just choke people by thinking about it. So it seems like he's expending a lot of calories to do this when he could, in theory, just do I, this. Well, that's not what they're they're showing, but, like, he's the Black Knight. I mean, he's he's a huge, you know, oh, yeah. they got David Prowse, who was a weightlifter, to, to do the performance of... Um, Darth Vader inside the suit. So they got a physically large man who, you know, really can show off like how much power he he has by you know lifting up Captain Antilles. Point to everyone, uh, <laughs> breaking his neck and throwing him against a bulkhead. Like related to Wedge? Not at all. And thank no. you for noticing. Antilles is actually a very common Corellian name. That's like yeah. Smith. Yes. Yeah, it is. It's like the curly version of Smith. It's like no, we're not all related. What do we all look the same to you? <laughs> I am amused, like, when you realize that, like, you know, like, Kenny Baker is actually inside that R2-D2 chassis, like, the whole time. Yeah. Like, you'd figure that's something you could just do with remote controls, but now... Like, you know, it probably speaks to um, my my lack of viewership of older movies. I don't actually know Kenny Baker from much other than Star Wars and Willow. It, th- there's a lot of crossover between Willow and Star Wars. Oh, yeah. I mean, like, the reason right. that, like... Uh, what's his name? Warwick Davis. Yeah. Uh, right. Real quick, though, right here with the whole don't fire, there's no life signs on board. Mm-hmm. Does not fly with me when you're, A, you're in a universe where there are droids, droids. are all over the place. And the whole opening sequence, just on board the Tanti 4, we right. saw at least like half a dozen, if not more, droids. And also, they mentioned looking for the stolen data tapes, which means they're looking for something physical. Right. Also, it's not like Star Destroyer turbo lasers have ammo. If we run, if we, if we waste ammo, they dock my pay. Yeah, like, no, like, just... Why why wouldn't you fire on those? Yes. Carrie Fisher, ladies and gentlemen. By the way, if anyone hasn't seen uh, her one-woman show, Wishful Drinking, pause the recording now and go watch it. <laughs> and then come back and you can watch the rest of the Star Wars yes. movies. Or you can download the audiobook. Or... I actually saw her perform that live in Berkeley. Oh, it was amazing. I think it's interesting that they overdubbed Darth Vader with a different actor, but they actually have Anthony Daniels like in the C-3PO suit. Oh, really? Yeah, mm-hmm. that's actually him in there. Oh, God, that would be an ordeal. I guess if you need to both, you know, pantomime and voice a gay robot, it helps to mm-hmm. be the same guy. I don't know. <laughs> Wait, C-3PO's gay? He's two-spirited. And it's really offensive for you to not use the correct term. I've always loved the Empire's Jolly Rancher, like, insignias for rank. Yeah. Like, you have three blue raspberry and two cherry. 
little like when it actually gets to Return of the Jedi, like their prop department actually like messed up on those because apparently like the you can actually decode the insignias. But uh, Moff Jerjerod, who is the person who greets the Emperor on the Death Star two at the beginning of uh, <laughs> Return of the Jedi, he like doesn't have the right Moff insignia apparently, and it's mm-hmm. like one of those things where like unless you're a bigger nerd even than me, you would never notice that. Oh, we've landed in Tunisia. Mm-hmm. I think it's actually like a pretty good, like, you know, thing of writing here, where you only need to hear what C three PO is saying to be able to follow the conversation. Also, I love how they you can they totally get across the fact that like R two D two is kind of a multi jerk. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I love when he kicks him like. <laughs> just, like, just so amazing. It, it was more symbolic than yeah. I also always love C three PO's odd colored leg. Oh, that's right. Yeah, so it's a neat little uh, you know, design choice. I think that may have been an accidental design choice. Uh, when the first time he put the costume on, one of the legs broke and accidentally stabbed him in the foot. Oh wow! Really. <laughs> <laughs> So I'm not certain, but it's possible that the sort of off-color leg may be because they had to rebuild the leg and kind of repaint it and just couldn't get a perfect match because Tunisia. I think that's, that's, you know, cool, though, that it's like, oh, no, he was built with whatever. Yeah, and and it fits into the the fact that this is a a lived-in universe where, like, there's a lot of high technology, but it's been around for a long, long time, and it doesn't always have, like, a super shiny, pristine look to it, unlike everything Apple's ever made. Look out, world! Here comes Crate <laughs> Dragon! <laughs> Long distance fist bomb. Yep. Boosh. <laughs> I also like the little, like, rods, like, between his upper and lower arms. Like, Although that had to have been wearying to not be able to actually... Oh, yeah. <laughs> And once again, we have here some special edition uh, lighting changes. Oh, um, yeah. The scene used to be That's in the right. daytime. Shooting day for him. That being said, it's actually a pretty unobtrusive change. I mean, given the fact that both of you just went, oh, yeah, that's right. And like, yeah. it didn't immediately just jump out. Hey, they messed with the scene. Well, I sort of unconsciously recognized it. Like, I remember, like, because it, it's Tunisia. And, like, if you yeah. do anything during the day, <laughs> brightest bright as anything they'll fix it in post it's fine yeah and, they, and then they did 20 years <laughs> later also little known fact to our our listeners out there uh jawas are actually rodents yeah mm-hmm. new team One of my favorite bits of sound effects in the entire Star Wars saga <laughs> is that like clunk. It's it's not viscerally satisfying. Like excellent foley I still there. Don't understand. I know they did it for comedic effect. Why did he fall over? Uh, he he righted himself uh, to an upright position and shut off. What propelled him to fall over? Oh, I never thought of that. 
They'll fix I, it in so, post. I mean, I, no, I mean, I, I understand why they did it because it was amusing and they got mm. to play a little sound effect in him tipping over, but there's no mechanical reason. Jer, I forbid you from contacting George Lucas to notify him of this. <laughs> I don't care what you... Oh, wait, you may he's have been right. the first person to ever yeah. notice this before. I forbid you from contacting <laughs> the, the, George the, Lucas the, and, pro and promoting, like, another special edition <laughs> to correct this flaw. R2-D2 shot first, but then didn't fall over when the jaw was shot back. <laughs> and we got the, we got the sand crawler here. Yeah. Because look, perfectly capable of standing. Mm -hmm. yeah. Powered off. You just ruined the scene for me, man. So <laughs> I'm here for. And after I was just saying how much I love you. <laughs> this is why I don't have my own mic because I'm just going to ruin the fun of everyone else. <laughs> You're enough on the mic that. Oh uh, no! Know. I know I am. No, yeah. <laughs> I'm within five feet of it. <laughs> so KM. How long do you think it would take non-nerds to figure out that the restraining bolt actually does what it does? Wow. Like, I've, I've watched these films a million times. I probably have not seen a movie series more often than this one. So I know what, you know, a restraining bolt is and what it does. If a non-nerd audience member saw it, what would they think? I think you need to watch it about, like, three or four times to the point where you know the story well enough mm -hmm. and you're just sort of watching the details. And it's really only in the scene where Luke is prying it off mm -hmm. that that really comes across what it's for. Yeah. Also, and everyone in, uh... loves the gonk droid. I just want to say that. <laughs> I had the gonk droid action figure. Yeah, I gonk, 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 gonk. Like, this gonk. entire, like, 45-second sequence is basically, like, how many, like, action figures can we cram into a visual <laughs> But yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, and, and then C-3PO's got one on there, too. Yeah. The restraining bolt. It, so is it just an electric jolt? No, it's um, it sort of overrides some of the free will circuitry that droids theoretically could have. Yeah. Basically, it makes it so that you have to obey uh, commands that your owners give you. Um, so that you don't run away. You don't run and you away don't want to run away. Right. Uh, like, there, every droid... Sorry, I'm getting really, uh, <laughs> I apologize to everyone. Every droid has essentially the equivalent of Asimov circuitry, where it's like you have to do what you're ordered to. Um, you cannot, um, you know, cause violence against others, nor through inaction cause, uh, allow violence to be caused, sort of, something Unless like that. Unless you're a fourth degree droid. Right. Like there are five degrees of droids, but, ladies and gentlemen. Yes, and they have nothing to do with each other. Like, no. it's not like first degree leads to second degree. It's just like random arbitrary. I'm again. sorry, yes. I have to mention dobacks, really? Did we need to animate the dobacks? No, I yeah. don't think we did. And also the line was like, look, sir, droids. It's like, really? That's the take you went with? That's always really, <laughs> even since I was a little kid, I was like, really? Like, how many times did you have him say that line? And that's the one that you, which, like, you don't need to match lip flaps. He's in a helmet. Like, Although I did always think this, the Sand Trooper, like, orange shoulder patch was cool. Mm -hmm. Actually, I like the Lix the Luxor droids line. If for nothing else, I remember being in high school when the special editions were, like, were coming back out. And, like, there was, like, a top ten list, like, a mock-up top ten list of, like, you know, things that are going to be added to the to the movie. And one of them was, like, the Luxor droids character now has, like, a five-minute soliloquy <laughs> on, like... <laughs> I found this little piece that indicates that are droids. No, wait a second. That was the the characters on the back of R two D 2s head were green before, and now they're see. I mean, he's a robot. They change. Yeah. I think he has different panels. It's a contact sensitive panel dome. that updates dynamically during uh, according Sometimes to function. So, yeah, yeah. There we go. I think I had that as an action figure too. Wait, it's like circus of crap. 
They're trying to sell to people here. I was going to say, I'm reminded of the people who come by on uh, Santa Clara trash days and pilfer <laughs> things from my front yard to resell. But not the sofa we put out. Oh, God. Our legendary sofa that, yeah. like, between our sofa and Jericho's old TV. <laughs> so, no, dude, we, we got some frat boys to come pick that up. Yeah. For the lofty price of zero dollars. For the lofty price of zero dollars. Hey, they took it. Not our problem anymore. So I saw actually an article really recently. Um, like, all of these sets that were out in Tunisia are still there and people live in them. That's awesome. Also, the bit here about, like, if he gets a transit, make sure it speaks bocce. Like, mm -hmm. that's one of those lines where it's just, like, it's such a one-off line, but everyone remembers it. Like, mm -hmm. oh, yeah, bocce is apparently this language in the Star Wars universe and not an Italian lawn bowling game. Yes. Binary lines with modifiers. Skippy the four sensitive droids standing there next to uh, R2. That's right. There's like a little Elseworlds what if comic where the R4 unit there like is, is like a four sense. I thought it was an R5. That's a really stupid digression, and I, imme <laughs> I immediately wish I hadn't said anything. I'm sorry. Because because Luke calls it, he says this R2 unit has got a bad motivator in about a minute here. I thought he said it was an R5. No, he well, said. We'll he, find out. Okay, well, yeah. he, he, he does say this R two unit has a bad motivator. Okay, well, it, but oh no, you're right. It is R five D four. Yeah, I you're right. Come on, Red, let's go. See, restraining bolt. Yes. Well, but the the one thing that I'm confused about. I just love that it doesn't just fail. It fails, like, catastrophically. But the thing about the restraining bolt is at one point, like, C-3PO is sort of hiding, and they he presses a button, and he goes, mm -hmm. and so that leads me to believe it's not just a override. Well, they may have a remote control with, you know, yeah. horrifying Zach jolt, and, okay. stop, pause, fast forward. <laughs> horrifying jolt. <laughs> Robo puppy commencing five-hour yipping sequence. Yes. So Skippy, the uh, the wonder droid that's being taken away there, there's actually a little Elseworld comic, as KM mentioned, that um, depicts the R5 unit as, like, a Force-sensitive droid who... He, like, sees the future and realizes that, like, R2-D2 needs to, like, help right. rescue the princess and destroy the Death Star. Okay, if, 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 yeah. if Luke doesn't get R2-D2, the Rebellion never gets the plans, Luke dies with uh, his family back at the homestead. And so the R5 unit chooses basically to, like, incinerate his motivator. Uh, Why does he have an and, Imperial like, shuttle toy? It's not an Imperial shuttle. It's a uh, T-15, uh, like, so Skyhopper or something. I'm sorry to those of us that aren't huge nerds. Uh it, it looks Later like in the movie, he says, I used to bullseye womp rats in my... Oh, so is a T-17? God, I'm, I'm such a bad nerd. Yeah, don't correct me if you don't actually know the answer. I do know the answer. <laughs> hey, KM, a rough estimate on a scale of 1 to 10, how uncomfortable do you think it was for Anthony Daniels to get the pseudo-oil bath that C-3PO is now enjoying? That is... That is interesting. That, you know... I guess like a 7. Like, look at that. Yeah, oh, yeah. That's a good point. <laughs> and you know what? You are, you know that was not a warmed bath of whatever it was. <laughs> Anthony, I'm going to put you in a really uncomfortable plastic Sorry, let me do my George Lucas voice. Anthony, I'm going to put you in a really uncomfortable plastic suit here. And 
Then we're going to lower you down into the oil bath that C-3PO needs to, to heal his joints. And it's going to be a, probably about uh, 56 degrees uh, <laughs> Fahrenheit. So try not to shiver too much because that'll show up on the film. We can fix it in post, but... <laughs> I don't think he sounded quite that fat yet. <laughs> <laughs> Was he B-word fat? I bought the bubble. I don't think he's B-word fat yet. Okay, sorry. No, he, has, I, I, he was real okay. thin when this was. So, so yeah, I know. I jumped the numbers from T fifteen to T seventeen. It's actually T sixteen Skyhopper. Oh. Although T 17s do do exist, but okay. yes, On that is a model you... of a T sixteen Skyhopper. Mm-hmm. On average, you made it. Yeah, I did. By the way, in part of Carrie Fisher's thing, she talks about how uh, mm-hmm. like the Sherlock Holmes theory that you can only remember so much and mm-hmm. learning extraneous details. And she talks about how. Um, there's just a part of her memory that she'll never get back because it is permanently devoted to the help me Obi-Wan Kenobi, you're my only hope speech. Yeah. And she can still do it verbatim at the drop of a hat. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I still love the video you showed me at the... Oh, <laughs> yes. I don't remember what it's called, but there's a great video... Uh, you have to have seen Kill Bill for it to really make sense. Yeah, sort of. Basically, it's it's at the last scene of Return of the Jedi, and you know, Han, you know, Leia says something to the effect of like Luke's still alive because the Death Star's just blown up. Spoiler, everyone, sorry about that. <laughs> uh, Luke's still alive. Like I can feel it. You know, I sense it. And Han is kind of like like he figures like oh like Leia's made her choice and it's him. And he kind of does like the oh you know I won't when get he when, way. right when he comes back I won't get in your way. And she's like. It's not like that. He's my brother. And then she kisses Han, and he has kind of like a incredibly confused, shocked look over her shoulder in the camera, and it plays the the Kill Bill music of like the horrifying flashbacks, like whatever the the bride sees, like everyone she loved ever executed. Of them. And then it's just and it flashes back to Luke and Leia making out in episode five. <laughs> and then flashes back to his horrified expression. And if it's, I can, it's perfectly done. I, I will need to find a link and put it in like the show notes so that people can <laughs> find it because it is it is one of the funniest things I've ever seen. I also really like that R two D two. Like he really is a dick if you think about it. Like his whole thing here is just like I'm gonna show this farm boy like <laughs> five seconds of looped footage of like the princess, just enough to get him to Interested. do what I want, and then I'm gonna run off and leave him like. Oh, to drink you know, I could totally here. show you more if you just took off my restraining ball. Oh, man. Cam, what is blue milk? Uh, it's made from banthas. Oh. Yeah. It's made from banthas? Or I was small? just oh, going to say. Sorry. <laughs> it, is, it is milk from banthas. <laughs> it's, it's like the um, the one like old, old SNL sketch, the banthamatic. Oh, God. <laughs> just take a bantha and like, push it on the oh, banthamatic, God. and you get blue milk out the other uh, side. That's good bantha. Mm. But, like, speaking of like, other like, just minor details, like everyone remembers like Aunt Beru's like, thing of blue milk. Mm-hmm. Like It's just one of those things yeah. that oh, like... It looks so nasty. Oh, I, I yeah. drink it. Yeah, but it's Star Wars. Of course you would. Yeah. Guilty as charged. I really like Uncle Owen and Aunt Peru. Well, they're doing what they need to do. Yeah, like, they, they're it, totally... they, these are little bit parts that are very memorable and, like, both very competently acted. Like, like the Red Letter Media thing about the, you know, 
pick a character and like describe their characters. Like Uncle Owen and Amperu from like this is pretty much the last scene we see them before they die, like get incinerated oh, by the Empire. Spoilers, sorry about that. Spoiler, they burn alive and, and like, die horribly. I could, just seeing Uncle Owen, it's like he's, you know, not exactly the most nurturing dad. <laughs> like, not the most caring guy, like, trying to watch out for Luke, but is very much a, like, concerned about the family business, you know, concerned about the family's interest kind of thing, and Luke's desire to run off on some crazy adventure doesn't really concern him. And, you know, Aunt Beru here is like, you have to let him go. Most of his friends have already left. Like, she's she's very much like the much more, like, comforting, nurturing mother. Like, just from this little scene. Ah, it's so well done. Unlike everything that happened in episodes one through three. <laughs> I like to imagine that after this cuts away here, like, like you know, that's what I'm afraid of. Like, I imagine the rest of the conversation is like, do you remember when we met Anakin? He was a dick. <laughs> <laughs> he, like, your, brought a body they home. They didn't do anything to ruin this, did they? Uh, in the Blu-ray, they removed the mountain in the next scene where they show it. Like, they, like right here, when they cut to the suns. Um, yeah, like, there's, like, a mountain that you can, like, in the... Eh, I guess you can't really see it, but, yeah, they mucked with it a little bit. Yeah. Or maybe they added a mountain? I thought they removed they probably it. probably added a mountain. That sounds like they don't remove much of anything in the movies. They only ruin things by adding them. Oh, they removed Sebastian Shaw's eyebrows in episode six. Right here. What are you doing hiding back there? I bet you when R2-D2's little droid mind right now, he's like, all right, I'm going to be rolling with Jedi again, lighting people on fire and, you know, <laughs> hooking up with hot princesses. What the hell is that? I wonder if sand people is, like, considered, like, a racist term, like, not on Tatooine. I don't know what are they called. Tuscan Raiders. Tuscan Raiders. Yeah. Oh yeah, that's that's probably racist. If they're Tuscan yeah. Raiders, why do they have gaffy sticks? Because that's just what they're called. It's like I know, but like, why are they called Tuscan Raiders? That's just they're. They think they're they're of the Tuscan race. Like oh. I think that's what they are. They're like, they're a near human species, I believe. Mm -hmm. I love this little like Cuisinart thing Aperu <laughs> has. Yeah, no, it's the Banthematic. <laughs> <laughs> Those are chunks of raw bantha. Yeah. She's making blue. I milk. think it's like space, space bok choy. <laughs> and sweet, please, space mm -hmm. leaks. Space leaks. <laughs> For what it's worth, if anyone wants to go to Tunisia, apparently the uh, Owen and Lars homestead is now a hotel. Oh, wow. A little, uh, little pre-digital editing trick there. The wheels under the airspeeder were originally rubbed up from the film using Vaseline. Yep. Yeah. Uh, See, don't you don't you want to just milk that thing and drink the blue secretions that oh, come out of it? Yeah, you know so you do. Much. It has such a big face. Ugh. It escaped from the dark crystal somewhere. <laughs> One of the mystics' evil stepchildren. It really does look like that. I mean. I wonder what the or worse would be. 
Maybe a crate dragon? I don't know. Like, what's worse on Tatooine than being ambushed by like raiders that just want to kill you no and take Sarlacc. your stuff? He can't really be ambushed. By it, yeah, he's like nowhere near the Great Pit of Carcoon. <laughs> so, I actually have very few memories of the first time I watched Star Wars. Like, it was so long ago, and I've seen it so many times that, like, the whatever my first impressions were, I think have just been lost to, you know, antiquity. But I remember having that scene scare the crap out of me. <laughs> well, dude, he's, like, looking through his binoculars, and all of a sudden there's one in his face. I like, know, like, suddenly there is, like, <laughs> like. And here's like another bit here, like this thing when when Obi Wan Kenobi does the crate dragon howl. Oh, is that what it is? Yes. Okay. He's mimicking the howl yes. of a. You know, there's an additional uh, edit on that scene in the uh, the Blu-ray. They've CGI'd in a couple of uh, boulders in front of R two, sort of, I guess, on the idea that. Oh, he's actually yep, right. hiding. Yeah. So, so that's <laughs> like the it sort of conceals him. However, it also changes the internal logic of the scene of if the boulders are there then how the hell did R2 get back there? Because it's not like he's <laughs> yeah, all that... Yeah, super ambulatory. Right, yeah. exactly. As we've seen, he gets shot with one eye on rifle and he falls right the hell over. <laughs> <laughs> I think that, like, everyone, like... There was, like, a misconception that, like, Alec Guinness hated this role, but apparently he didn't. Like, apparently he was actually quite fond of the character of Obi-Wan Kenobi. I think he just got bugged by the the amount of people, or perhaps maybe boggled is the better word about, like, you know, it was like, it's a perfectly fine role, but for him, he may be just, like, or may have been a little taken aback by how much people latched onto his, you know, wise old warrior. I was going to say, like, John Delancey's role in My Little Pony, which has stunned him so much that he's making a documentary. Really? Yes. Cool. Isn't that the Kurgan? No. <laughs> no! The Kurgan. The Kur That's Clancy Brown. Clancy, sorry, yeah. I'm... And that was also Highlander. Yes. And not at all My Little Pony. <laughs> no, I Although know, Clancy Brown, like, bringing Clancy Brown as, like, Big Mac's, like, grandfather or something <laughs> like that. There we go. Are you guys making My Little Pony references? I have never seen an episode of My Little Pony. Let's move on. So... <laughs> Alan Guinness is a really solid actor. In <laughs> a lot of people also like. I remember when they complained and they showed uh, Ewan McGregor in the prequels, and they're like, "Man, but like, like the the amount of time passed doesn't account for Obi Wan Kenobi being such an old man." But actually, like Alec Guinness's age, like when he recorded this, like he was in his fifties, I think. <laughs> and like, if you actually do the math of like, you know, if you assume that. Obi-Wan is like 18 in episode one and then like I think he's around 30 by the time episode uh, episode three rolls around like in his yeah, late 30s. Yeah, because it's at least another yeah. nine years before it, before yeah. episode two and then another couple before episode three. Right, and but like if you do the math like like Alec Guinness is about as old as Obi-Wan Kenobi would be at mm. this point in, in, in zero BBY which is <laughs> what or is it Zero ABY. Oh God, they have that too. Like, when's the millennium? Is is going to be yeah. like a problem for the Star Wars universe in another, you know, eight hundred and thirty years? I don't think I can make it. Like, you're a robot. He's we can just turn mark. you off and He's take you. Sir. Yeah. I mean, well, yeah, but like, you can't die. You're a machine. Like, we'll just rebuild you. Come on. Oh, the George Lucas wipes. Don't worry, C three PO. Your suffering isn't complete. 
actually a lot of the George Lucas wipes. I don't think that he ripped off uh, Hidden Fortress as is occasionally accused of, but a lot of sort of the filmmaking tropes um, and some of the elements from that one, he certainly did sort of import to uh, A New Hope. Those who haven't seen A New Hope, uh, A Hidden Fortress, go watch it. It's an amazing Hidden Akira, Fortress uh, is a Kurosawa very good classic. Yes, really, anything by Kurosawa. It's got the best spear-on-spear duel ever committed to film. Now, I wonder, is that just a big blatant lie, too? Your father wanted you to have this? I don't think Anakin Skywalker said, hey, take this lightsaber and give it to my kid that he didn't think was even alive. And... (laughs) They certainly didn't part on great terms, which, as you'll remember, is Obi-Wan leaving Anakin to burn horribly. <laughs> which, I'll talk about that more when I do the episode three recording, but, uh, like, so much about that whole scene bothers me. I just, this, this is such a cool scene, like, the introduction to the lightsaber, and just the way it moves and mm-hmm. sounds, and just Luke's sense of, like, awe and wonder. Whoa, careful. Like, C-3PO's right there. Well, that may be a depth perception thing. Yeah. <laughs> Although, does <laughs> C-3PO sitting there, just like, with his dead eyes, staring into the center of the carpet. I don't think he's actually on. Yeah, he would have switched down for a while. Yeah. And also, Anthony Daniels didn't want to go into the call sheet that day, so. <laughs> we just stuck the yeah, C-3PO the suit. suit. <laughs> There's a hook behind it, holding it to the wall. We'll get that in post. <laughs> From a certain point of view... I still want to see the uh, Tinker Tailor Soldier Spy that he's in. That actually just came in. Uh, mm. the no, that's the Gary, uh, the Gary Oldman version. Oh, right. I right, right, right. He was in the original TV series. Oh, like, was he? When it was a young Alec Guinness. Uh, oh, yeah. I thought you were talking about Mark Hamill. No. no. He's too busy voice acting to do anything on he's camera. He's too busy doing awesome voice acting. No, I know. Yes. Yeah, I'm just saying. That's, that's, oh, I don't know if that's a good or bad thing, to be honest. We haven't discussed uh, discussed this aspect of the film yet, or of any of the films, but, like, John Williams' score is so fucking good. Like, it's this little sort of uh, theme that he's got in the background that's got sort of, like, uh, Leia's theme and sort of, like, a little bit of the theme of the Force going on. I noticed that we all sort of went into silent reverence as soon as Princess Leia's (laughs) thing started playing. Like, we didn't want to talk over it too much. (laughs) Help me, Obi-Wan. You're my only. And, like, it's just so laden with little things. Like, she addresses him as General Kenobi. Mm-hmm. And that's not the only time anyone calls him that in these yeah. movies. And I think he would prefer it would mm-hmm. be forgotten. That's well, why he moved to Tatooine. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, did he just say I'm getting too old for this shit? <laughs> <laughs> He's just a day away from retirement. Oh, and then, look, he dies. Spoiler. Uh, Man, now I want, like, Alec Guinness, like, as Obi-Wan Kenobi, like, and Murtaugh, like, hanging out together. (laughs) 
little bit of Qui-Gon Jinn uh, influence there. Like, no, you're not too old to learn about the Force. Like, every Jedi ever will try to tell you. <laughs> because we don't like to train people who have free will. We like to steal them when they're babies. And <laughs> them and their families them. don't have a choice. Oh, God. Everything about the post-Rusan Jedi is messed up. You'll have to define that for those of us. That so the post-Rusan Jedi refers to the Jedi... Um, after the Treaty of Rusan, which happened a thousand years before the movie that you're watching right now. Hence the thousand years of peace that uh, Senator Palpatine yeah, like, refers to. Senator Palpatine. We did not bring oh, you here Peter to discuss hey, Peter this Peter in the committee. Oh, yeah. He is, man. Dude, look how many Jolly Ranchers he has. Yeah. He's all he's, he's Grand Moff. Was he the first <laughs> of the Grand Moffs? Uh, he might have been. I think there's only like three or like five. There aren't that there were, many. There, there were like five. There was a couple. There was like him. There was, um, of course, um, Blue Guy. Was he a Grand Moff? Yeah. Uh, Grand yeah. Admiral Thrawn? Yeah. Grand Admiral Thrawn? Like he's, he's Grand Admiral. Oh, excuse me. The Grand Admiral. Yeah. Excuse me. There weren't different. Sorry. Yeah. Getting that wrong. No, there were a couple of uh, of Grand Moffs that were kicking around. I know he's the but Grand Moff. Tarkin is the uh, Grand Moff of the Outer Rim territories. So yeah. what, what are the things on either side of their insignia? So Admiral Mahdi here, the guy is like the your sad devotion this guy is talking now. Hmm. Uh, <laughs> there was a steakhouse I went to at MFF one year, and he actually had a... Uh, a signed picture. Like they had like a bunch of like local news and like B list celebrities. And he was one of them. And he was one of them. He had like it's like a picture of him, like his like glamour shot with the Death Star in the background. Nice. And he signed it. It's like the best steak I've had since the Death Star got destroyed. Or oh no, it was too bad they didn't have steak that's good on the Death Star. <laughs> I was confusing that that uh, Escape from New York Pizza up in Castor Street in San Francisco. They had a signed picture from Carrie Fisher. Mm-hmm. From like 1979, it says like "Escape from New York Pizza," the best pizza I've had since my planet was destroyed. Nice. <laughs> and I do love that, like Vader. So, is it that in these movies are they sort of orthogonal to the whole Empire power structure, like secretly, because he, he's not the head of command. The Grand Moff is. There, you, you're you're latching onto something that. Um... People don't t- tend not to uh, to call attention to all that much. In this episode, Vader is like basically Grand Moff Tarkin's attack like, dog. Yeah, right. He, he's he's uh, he's a pilot for you know the ship. He attacks with the stormtroopers, uh, but you know he's certainly not in command. It's not really until Episode Five where like he is, you know, basically in command of the uh, Executor. I mean, yeah. He's got um, uh, Admiral Ozzel. For a little while before he replaces him with Admiral Piet, um, but like he's clearly in command and like the the big swing and dick of the Empire by that point. But for whatever reason, in this episode, like he's portrayed as sort of like um, he's like the Emperor's boogeyman, right? But he's he's definitely Grand Moff Tarkin's bitch. Right, like he right. has to do whatever Grand Moff Tarkin tells like, him. Like release him. He's like fine. Yeah. I won't force mm-hmm. choke this guy to death. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Again, when I was younger, like this here, like one of the most horrifying, disturbing oh, things yeah, to see. I was thinking that, like, oh my yeah. god, like, I'm sure it didn't 
occur to me as a kid because kids are, you know, basically sociopaths. But like watching, you know, Uncle Owen and Aunt Peru, like they've just been incinerated, like the flesh stripped off their their blackened bodies. It's like we just saw her making lunch or breakfast, right, like, like with her little, little b- like, bathmatic. Yeah. Yeah, so I, I think, yeah, like, Vader in this movie is pretty much his enforcer. Yeah. Yeah. And he's he an enforcer, and he's also, yeah. like, an, a, a, an agent who would, who sort of acts directly kind of on behalf of the Emperor but isn't in charge. Like, he, you know, as I mentioned, goes on the attack. He uh, is going to interrogate Princess Leia, courtesy of Dr. Ball here. <laughs> Good day, sir. <laughs> this is a flu shot. <laughs> Man, like one of the greatest robot chicken bits ever. Yes. I just love that slow head turn. Like he doesn't even need to say He's anything. Like, yeah, it's coming. You're gonna tell me what I need to know. And like this actually it's a little subtle thing, because like you basically have Darth Vader up in her grill with a torture droid. Mm-hmm. And then like clearly she doesn't talk, which says a lot about Princess Leia's integrity that she's like holding up under like Imperial torture under Darth Vader very, himself. Very strong will, yeah. Yeah. I think they cover that in the audio dramas, but I don't quite remember them well enough. Oh dude, I don't remember them. Blowing up all the Jawas too. Oh, oh yeah, there's a little Jawa. That's how they found, Jawa. you know, where fire. they sold the Jawas oh, to. Oh, that would stink. Yeah. Throw another Jawa on the fire. <laughs> Throw another Jawa on the Barbie. shouldn't hum along with the music too much because if like somebody's recording was like half second off it's going to be super jarring oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, another bit British comedian Peter Serafinowicz has a great overdub of this line here it's a fucking shithole yeah it's a <laughs> fucking shithole oh what do they yep. really need to add in womp rats yeah at least really? you know they're womp rats what? At least you know they're Womp Rats. I only know they're Womp Rats because of the Star Wars MMO, mm-hmm. uh, where there are many missions to kill Womp Rats. Are they like your tattooing. butterflies? Yeah. CG! What is that? That's a Ronto. That was also not in the original movie. Well, really? Yeah. You think the entire CG monster not in the original movie? <laughs> <laughs> So look at this, like, you, you're blocking off the entire <laughs> shot. Like, why would you... And, oh, that's a really bad wipe, too. Like, I'm sorry. Cinematographer. By the way, if it suddenly magically sounds like uh, Jericho is louder and crisper than he was before, it's just, it's all just a trick of the mind. <laughs> He's always sounded like this. Since before you were born. <laughs> Baby, oh. it is 150 degrees in this thing. <laughs> so there, there's a podcast I listen to that has a, we need to see your identification. Then they spliced in Luke going, no! <laughs> and then he says, we don't need to see your identification. <laughs> nice. I love how racist C-3PO is I, for I, an for, etiquette and protocol droid. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, 
See, stormtroopers have a really low will defense, so you don't need to roll that high and use the force oh check to get God. mind trick off on them. How meta. <laughs> Quite. They come to tender and flaky. <laughs> to pass them up is a big mistakey. <laughs> That's one thing I need to comment to the Order 66 people. This is not good music to talk over. No. Oh. <laughs> it's a Chadra fan. A Deveronian. Uh, Biff. Biff. Zapdo was asking me, does the Cantina band have a name? And I'm like, absolutely it does. It's Figurin' Dan and the Modal Nodes. Wow. Yeah. I didn't even need to look that up. I just know that. Because I'm a loser. So this I don't understand. Like they're droids; they're yeah. not going to drink anyway. Yeah, isn't that kind of like telling someone you'll have to leave your iPod outside? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like... Man, customer service is not a priority <laughs> at Chalman's Cantina. Oh, some duros. Some duros. Yes. Hey, Buck, it's probably an awkward time to ask, but I, uh, can I write up one of those guys to be a part of the FBA? <laughs> uh, no, because it's a copyrighted race. Uh, Aww. And Kohai killed their sound guy. <laughs> I just love that he's like, oh, by the way, if you didn't understand, the guy doesn't like you. <laughs> like, I actually like the Robot Chicken. Uh, we've mentioned them a couple times version better. We're like in Robot Chicken, like Panda Baba, who's the Aqualish there, is like just taps him on the shoulder. Is like, excuse me, can I like get in a seat next to you? And then like, you know, Doctor Evasion throws him across the room. And, you know, Panda Baba's trying to be like, don't listen to him. He's drunk. It's OK. I'm not a... <laughs> I believe they've also CGI'd the blood out there in the Blu-ray. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> I love the bar. The bar band just immediately starts back up. Yeah. It's just like, well, I mean, th th it's actually very telling on what sort of place Moss Eisley is. Like, mm -hmm. oh, home plate just got his arm hacked off in yeah. a bar fight. Eh, it's it a happens. wretched hive of scum and villainy. Yeah. And that guy's got the hookah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Dude, the space hookah always looked super cool. What up, CGI Stormtrooper on a CGI D-Bag? Oh, man. <laughs> that guy's playing the radiator, just no one has told him yet. I noticed he was playing, like, a grill top from an old-timey <laughs> stove. <laughs> so, so Obi-Wan approached Chewie? Yeah. Well, he's just asked around the bar. It's like, I'm trying to find a ship. Oh, like, okay. runs into Chewie. Yeah. Chewie hooks him up with Han. So everyone likes to, like, knock the whole, like, oh, she made the Kessel Run in 12 parsecs line that Han has there. And, like, 
there is kind of a BS retcon of what he means by that. But like apparently like in like the original script notes, like the stage directions are basically like it's basically Han just trying to dump a bunch of BS to sound important. Mm-hmm. You. <laughs> Seventeen, huh? Talking pain ninety four. Dude, the bartender just totally just dimed no. him out immediately. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, those jackholes? Yeah, right in the back. Hey, he knows what side of his bread is burning. <laughs> it was just like... We're looking for those two obvious PC types. You seen them around? <laughs> Jeez, it's the fuzz. <laughs> Not for two more movies at any rate. So other than uh, uh, George Lucas's choice of having Crudo shoot first, uh, this is actually a really nicely done scene. Yeah. Like, illustrates Han, it illustrates his problem, sort of what's going on with him, you know, his his own sort of risk and what's at stake. Um, the fact that people are willing to try to <laughs> come and kill him to get it done. In public. Yeah. Now, well, I mean, was, I mean, his, was he subtitled in the special, super special edition? I swear to God, I've seen subtitles for this. Oh scene. Yeah. yeah, no, just the ver- with just this version isn't is subtitled. Yeah. Okay. That's the idea. Yeah. I've been waiting for this a long time. And dude, I absolutely. See, at least then they shot simultaneously, but it still proves that like, well, Greedo must be the worst bounty hunter in the yeah. world if he can't shoot a target that's literally two feet away from him. Have you seen the version where there's like seventeen shots fired? Oh, yeah, like Han like ducks his head like a foot to the side. No, they're just he doesn't move at all. Oh. In the version I've seen, it's just there's <laughs> continuous bolts leaving Greedo's gun. <laughs> Dude, he's a jerk. Yeah. Like, oh man, we're gonna try this thing on an Alderan. Let's do it. CG robot. <laughs> what? 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 Where's the logic in that? <laughs> wow, you're the worst investigation po- <laughs> team ever. <laughs> they couldn't possibly be behind a <laughs> locked door. <laughs> well, doors don't lock from the inside, so they can't be in there. <laughs> I love the idea that there's, like, swearing in binary. Whoa, what is that guy? Uh, Did I see him in San Francisco? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's the dude that's uh, down by Fisherman's Wharf. 
right by the dude who hides in the bushes. Well done. <laughs> it totally looked like him. It totally like he spray does. painted himself. You're right. I like the hat. Oh, it's Trumpy. <laughs> Trumpy, you could do stupid. Oh, uh, this scene made me so angry. This is not a good scene. Like it was <laughs> like we already established everything in the scene with Greedo right before this. This is why they cut the scene out. Like all of the dialogue they had in this scene which didn't work all that well, they took and put in the Greedo scene. And you know, for a long time this scene with the original, you know, human actor was shot, you know, was was presented in, you know, Star Star Wars conventions here and there yeah. and you could actually see it and it was sort of like, "Oh, neat, it's like a little deleted scene you couldn't otherwise get to." And Having it in the film with, like, a fully done Jabba, really, one of the themes of this film is revelation, of, yeah. of the series of films. Like, we learn that, you know, Darth Vader killed uh, Luke Skywalker's father, and it's only later on that it's like, oh, Darth Vader is his father and Leia is his sister. We hear about the Emperor in movie one, we see a glimpse of him in movie two, and then in the third movie, we finally get to, like, see the emperor it's not until like the final confrontation that we really see him face to face clearly that kind of thing it's it's all about like uh revelation and like revealing things over in their own time and having jabba show up in person after he just that, sent his lackey right like which like he's just no sort of sense. like hanging out like with yeah. his like really gay friend there in the leather pants <laughs> and the goggles and the like the gay stash in the corner like <laughs> Well, and also, like, I don't want to see a young, trim Jabba. Yeah, and, and also, want... it's really neat that they put in uh, Boba Fett, but nonetheless. I, dude, I don't care. Like, I like Boba Fett. No, that scene did not need to happen. Right. This is not This is not Godfather 2 <laughs> with Jabba as... That's actually a second separate CGI Jabba. The one from the 2004, I got the year right this time, mm -hmm. box set, is a completely redone CGI Jabba from the 1997 theatrical special edition release, mm. which looks even worse. It does. <laughs> It does. Uh, same look. Like we already just saw that. Like Chewbacca was. <sighs> Man, Harrison Ford's delivery, like in that little quick scene, is so good. <laughs> oh, <laughs> the look, dude! Droids are second-class citizens at best. Dude, that's totally Trumpy. It's like a snork. It sounds like... Uh, oh, what's the... Um, crap. Good old Blastec DL-44 heavy blaster pistol. Oh, yeah. Why? Why does he hate... It's not like he can get sick. I think he's just afraid that he's gonna no, because he can't, he can't die. He's, he can survive in a vacuum. He has nothing to be afraid of. He just had to be queeny, I guess. <laughs> he has to do math. Stand back. I'm going to try science. <laughs> Set your calculator to maths. <laughs> I 
I said across her nose, not up it. (laughs) (laughs) I did, sir. He's my cousin. I, I thought uh, you were saying you weren't that bad of a pilot, Luke. What's that flashing? Oh, God. It's like my old roommate trying to like use my turn signal while I was driving. It's like, oh, my God, get your hands out of the driver's zone. For the love of all that is holy. Yeah, seeing Alderaan suspended in the uh, view screen there reminds me of a shot from Amazon Women on the Moon. And wow. at the end, when the moon explodes, and like, like they just blow up the model of the moon, and the part of it that was still attached to the string is like still hanging from the top. By the way, if you've never seen Amazon Women from the on the moon, I it, have it. It probably doesn't hold up, but it was really funny at the time. Why do the gunners need helmets? Because they need to go... Releases a lot of radiation when that happens. You get like 100, 150 rads every time we do that. And I love how much of an unrepentant D-bag Grand Moff Tarkin is. Well, but it's his job. Like the Emperor says, you need to find this information. What do you think he's going to say if he goes back to the Emperor and says, sorry, she wouldn't talk? I mean, like in the... In the expanded universe. Uh, oh my like, god. Like when the Death Star first comes online, Grand Moff Tarkin's in command, the very first thing he does to see if it's working is he blows up the people who built it. Nice. <laughs> Which was the prison world of despair and the horrors system. I just wanted you to tell me the answer. I'm still going to kill your family and everyone you've ever known. Yeah, like, why does that dude have a helmet? Yeah. Maybe like, it's like, you know, like when the executioner has, like, the black bag over his head so you don't see who it is. See, those guys need helmets. Yeah. <laughs> and and, and they don't sense. have them. <laughs> and the, everything's better with plate. concussing shockwave. Oh, like, always. No, I just have a migraine. It's fine. I think that chowder I had back at Moss Eisley (laughs) is not sitting right in my stomach. And then we're silenced. Do, Do math problems 8 through 15 in the book. I just love that he's just a douchebag yeah. in this movie. Mm-hmm. Like, until the end. Yeah, but he's such a great character that way. Also, I love the game of Dejaric. Mm-hmm. I'm sure it, it makes no sense, but... It, except they also colorized it. Yeah. Which really was not needed. Yeah, but you need to know that the Mantellian Savrib had that nice fashionable orange vest. Yeah, that's right. I know the name of my Dejaric piece is what... Yeah. <laughs> A semi-sentient species from the land of Ord Mantel. Yeah, but 
He doesn't care. He's a droid. Can he feel pain? I love how pimp like Chewbacca is in that scene. He's he's like, like, yeah, yeah, buddy, yeah, buddy, yeah, buddy. Plus, I mean, doesn't doesn't C three PO understand Chewbacca? In in theory, yes. I mean, so I mean, like, he knows like a thousand languages. Mm Oh, I well, understand why Shrewook wouldn't be one of them. It, it seems yeah. like, I mean, they're a civilized species. It seems like that would be, cor- you know, yeah. one that he would know. Maybe. I mean, they're currently a slave race at this point in galactic history. But, eh. Eh. I love Obi-Wan's like, you stupid bitch. (laughs) You ignorant ass. I'm like angry Santa right now. (laughs) Again, Red Letter Media pointed this out, but like, this is totally obviously like just an impromptu exercise that Obi-Wan develops here. Mm-hmm. To test Luke and then they said like, and now we have to go back and show it in the prequels. I'm like, oh, oh it's a thing they do with yeah. the kids. Oh, dude, that scene is so <sighs> awkward. It's yeah, it's like, hey, let's get like the film team's kids in and throw them into, yeah, in close proximity. Yeah, because lightsabers couldn't possibly All of the hurt. easy saber range. Yeah. yeah. There's no such thing as luck. I was literally like two feet away from my master when he got stabbed through the chest. (laughs) You ignorant hick. (laughs) I mean... Dude, you know they drew short... They drew straws to give this news... Like, I don't want to go into that room <laughs> yeah. with Darth Vader and Grand Moff Tarkin. Tarkanian? I, I mean. <laughs> I, I love how he's just so angry. He's like, that bitch. Like, kill her. Like, just kill her. She like, lied to me even after I blew up her planet. <laughs> yeah, like, I'm well, done. To be you fair, just can't trust some people. <laughs> to, to be fair, like... She totally, like, he played his full hand. Mm-hmm. What else true. is he going to threaten her with? Yeah. Like, you blew up my planet. I'm not going to tell you shit. Yeah, like, there is nothing else you can possibly take away from me. You could kill me, but at this point, don't really give a crap. Yeah. Like... <laughs> Boy, that, that's a short range. <laughs> He's like... Wait a second, aren't you an old hermit? How the crap do you know this stuff? I mean, actually, it has been established he fought in the Clone Wars. Whatever no, no, no. I, I know he did, but Luke doesn't know that. No, he said he did. Yeah. He, it, Princess it, Leia's Luke, message mentions Luke that. Luke specifically says yeah. you, fought, you fought in the Clone Wars. Oh. Yeah. Oh, I love that sound. <sighs> 
There we go. Line of the movie. Line of the movies. I think it's in all six, isn't it? I have a bad feeling about this. Is in I think in each movie, and also there's a no in each movie. Yes. Oh, the no. no! Yes. That's that's in this all one. Six there's movies also have a no. no. Yeah. Culminating in the infamous Revenge of the Sith. Ugh. Actually, I think does Luke get it in uh, episodes four, five, and six? All three of them. Uh, yes, he does actually. Oh, good for him. Because he has the one when when Obi Wan dies in this. He has it with Darth Vader in the end of Empire, and he has mm-hmm. it when um, Vader basically says, "If you won't be turned, then perhaps your sister will." Yeah. So yeah. Do you guys remember Hardware Wars? I do. I do. <laughs> also, Thumb Wars. Yep. <laughs> I always thought the Millennium Falcon looks so weird in side profile. That's a Corellian ship. It's and what kind of Corellian ship is it? I uh, YT thirteen no hundred, I think, is the one you meant. That's right. I'm not that much of a nerd. I uh, just know it's Corellian. Uh, CEC, the Corellian Engineering Corporation. Mm-hmm. As we can see, the Empire has done away with such unfashionable trends as OSHA. <laughs> Yeah. You're no kidding. No, the railings? Nope. Why would you need a railing? Not a single railing. 100 foot drop. That's on you. That's to the, we, that's we, to the we, reactor we, course. We, You're not living through we, that. We, we save a material cost to build all this armor for stormtroopers <laughs> that can't stop a primitive spear from penetrating it. A primitive spear, blaster fire, much of anything. <laughs> yeah. the stormtrooper armor was meant to be a faceless, like, a faceless mass attacking you. It had almost no protection. Yeah. Oh, that guy's only got, like, orange Jolly Ranchers, so he must mm. be, like, low-ranking. Yeah. I'm pretty sure the Stormtrooper armor is made of the same material as clamshell packaging. No, dude, it's fiberglass. You can get it made, man. Mm-hmm. You can go on the internet. Before you were born. <laughs> oh, wait, no, that was early. Yes. Join the fight in 501st. That is a really awkward way to carry that weapon. Yeah. yeah. That looked like a heavy blaster uh, pistol. It's a raffle. No, the the first one? The guy who walked yeah, by? Yeah, it's a, what, E-11? Uh, Dude, they are the worst guards ever. Yeah, you're gonna, you need a scanning well, crew to find people who are four inches under the goddamn floor plates. Wow. Wait, are you trying to get him on your side or off it? <laughs> Man, there are some weird lines in this movie when you stop and think about it. How about you have an armed crew go with him? <laughs> yeah. Well, we think people might be hiding on board, but we didn't find them, so go up there and we'll assume everything's fine. Yeah, we don't need to dial that in or anything. Dude, it'd be hilarious to have, like, pow, whack. <laughs> oh, it's TK421. Yep. I like that he knows where to look. 
that 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 was actually like really well played. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like <laughs> Oh, one of the best lines coming up. Dude, that door could freaking kill someone. Again, no OSHA. <laughs> That seems like a pretty big security hole. <laughs> well, they have this one ratty astromech droid. Man, that's not a very good redundant system in that case. Yeah, if like you have seven versions of something, and like if one, if of, one of them up, fails, the other six can't copy. I mean, like, like is like, is it built on a house of cards? I mean, yeah, you could have gone with it. Who's the Jedi Knight here? Mm-hmm. Oh, that's right, me. Why don't you do what I tell you? I've survived <laughs> this long. Classic. Look so what was, did we get up? to the line you were looking for? Ah, my oh. nose! Ah. <laughs> no, never be a teen model. Well, maybe you should ask him what he means. <laughs> so R2 can understand common, just can't speak it? Yeah. Oh, basic. Or common is D&D. Ever. Yes. You know what I meant. Actually, common is at least a less stupid name than basic. <laughs> In fairness, like, common, what is common? It's the common tongue. Like, yeah. it's a, you know, the, the language that, like, all, all races share. In it's common. short it's for galactic trip. basic standard. I know, but it's, that's a stupid language. <laughs> what would you name that? It's like saying, I, what do you speak? I speak the basic language. Basic English. I speak normal. <laughs> yeah. I speak regular. Yep. I speak jive. <laughs> Ain't no thing. <laughs> yeah, scoundrel, baby. Yep. Scoundrel. She's rich. <laughs> I want I want translations for Chewy. Yeah, I want to be he's like, don't fall for it, dude, don't fall dude, for it. Dude, shut oh up. Oh my god, like, dude, I owe you a life debt, so I gotta go with whoever you want to do. Oh, do not let him suck you. Oh, you bitch. Oh, I've had that hairball stuck in my throat for three whole movies. Now, where's that bitch who called me a walking carpet? <laughs> oh, hey, a little bit of a reaction to binder cuffs. Yeah. Yeah, we've we, we've just discerned already that the stormtroopers won't go through a locked door. Locking the door is a sound, sound, you know, strategy against stormtroopers. 
Now, see, again? Like, why do droids have a fear instinct? Why is it instinct? scared? And it couldn't get over that lip anyway. <laughs> it would have just hit the lip and stopped. Yeah, anyone who's ever had a remote control car knows how that shit works. <laughs> I like those railings. Well, they're they have officers walking by. Of course there's a railing. <laughs> you don't want the important people to fall to their death. No, obviously, obviously not. And mullet central here on the Death Star. Well, it was the 1970s <laughs> in space. Oh, man. The space 70s. Oh, hey, you those helmets are helmets. so ugly. Oh, God, they really are. Hey, yeah, we got a Wookiee. Yeah. Yeah. We want to wait for the next one. Dude, yeah. Like... By the way, they walk really crappily in formation. I was just thinking that. <laughs> They're like, not in lockstep like, in not... any regard. Man, marching bands can do it better than that. Oh, comb your hair. I guess when you wear a hoodie all the time. Yeah. <laughs> That's actually like a good exchange. I always forget that they that, that happens. If that looks like a heavy blaster rifle. What's the, uh, I was just going to ask, what's the the, uh, the model of the big blaster rifle? It was based off of a World War I uh, English machine gun, I believe. Huh, interesting. Okay. Let me see if I can... Dear Internet. This is actually a, a <laughs> he, he's loose, let me hand him a gun. Mm -hmm. Hey, they only need to distract them for a few seconds until they're all dead. So, KM, since they both have to fight off guards and destroy all the uh, security measures that are here, is this a mixed combat and uh, skill challenge? <laughs> well, it's not necessarily a skill challenge unless they can find other ways to shut down the cameras instead of just shooting them. Mm. Otherwise, it's more just, you know, a, a combat with an objective that isn't just limited to, to eliminating all combatants. Okay. His bluff is really bad. How are you? <laughs> <laughs> Largely. <laughs> Man, like that this that scene is just so mm -hmm. amazing. Huh? Thanks, Luke. Yeah. 
Then he cut me down and left me to burn in lava. Pretty sure I recognized that. <laughs> Awkward. It is a DLT-19 heavy blaster rifle. And yes, it is based on the MG-34 machine gun from Germany. Nice, good call. Yeah. Oh, wrong war then, but... Yes, blow a single small hole in the door to form a choke point that they can mow you all down from. <laughs> wow. Oh, here it is. <laughs> so we get the bit where the one stormtrooper hits his head on the oh, door on the way dude. in. Oh, yep. dude. I still can't believe they haven't edited that out. <laughs> dude, she's a noble? Yeah. A noble bitch. Yeah. And then when uh, Han Solo jumps in, he does the goofy yell. Mm -hmm. <laughs> that totally was the goofy yell. Yep. Dude, I remember the Death Star toy. Oh, yeah, they had the crash compactor around. Yeah, it had little foam blocks. Uh-huh, and the little Dianoga eyepiece. In case you guys didn't know, the little monster that lives in the trash compactor is called the Dianoga. Have we established why it lives there? Yeah. Does it not get yeah, crushed? Scavenger. But when the wall's crushed, does it crush the Dianoga? No, like like when um, there's a sound it makes, like before the walls move, and they're like, Shh, oh yeah, I and it goes away because like it's going got, back it's like got a hold of someone, like some sort of place where it's safe. What, what, why do they have a Dianoga on board the Death I Star? Don't, then that's I think what it's I was asking. Like catfish at the bottom of your like uh, uh, your reef, your like your fish tank. Oh, like there's you, a reason it lets him go. Yeah. Like it's it's not a predator. Oh, that's right. Yeah, there's that. Yeah, it's just a scavenger. Like, it eats up a lot of, like, the biological material that otherwise, like, they would have to spend. Did they add in the growling? I guess. No, the growling was there. Okay. Looks like something out of Captain EO. <laughs> wow. I thought he totally said shit. 
But I think yeah. you said kid. Yeah, he said like, kid. He's like kid. <laughs> so I don't understand why it's choking him. I think it's just constricting around him in general. I do love like the dirty trash water though. It looks really cool. Dude, can you imagine Tarantino just ending the movie there? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> What happened? <laughs> Is that number two? Yeah. yeah like, she's, she's like the only one who's on the ball, mm -hmm. like in this, like she's a noble, clear yeah. clear headed, clear yeah. thinking. Probably has a high wisdom. Mm -hmm. Here we have this old exhaust pipe. Here it is. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God, dude. I can't believe as many edits as he's made in the movie, he didn't cut out the dude just clipping himself in the gourd. Yeah, he died two days later of a cerebral hemorrhage. <laughs> and or when the Death Star got blown up. And or. Is this where they totally used just a droid? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> But for people who aren't big into role playing, you're probably not getting a lot of the nerdy references. Yeah, we're basically talking about like role playing game parlance and special abilities in the Star Wars RPG and whatnot. Like, wait, do we even have protocol droids? Why are they in this like no, I, information I've, bay? I've seen one walking by. Oh, that's true. There's a black one. That's right. It had breasts. That's racist. <laughs> Oh, this would suck as a way to die. Yeah, I was just thinking that actually. I was like, <laughs> oh man. You know, I don't see that line come up in the innuendo-laden lines in Star Wars, mm -hmm. but it should be. How do you forget? You're a droid. <laughs> oh, my God. Who does that? Oh, I was going to say, who designs 3 3 I'm like, oh, if you want to believe the prequels, it was Anakin friggin' Skywalker. Oh, my God. That's that's still, I think, my one of the most angering things about the prequels that is he built Anakin it. built C-3PO. Yeah, no, that's... Like, it's such a, like, needless... Oh. Shut them all down! <laughs> I 
Although I do like the bit here where they all start yelling and he thinks they're all dying. Yeah, oh, they're dying! I was too late! Because <laughs> it does sound like they're just screaming horribly. Great job, 3PO. Even though you didn't do anything. <laughs> he did say to shut them all down. Oh, that's true. Hey, 3PO, good job telling R2 to do something important. <laughs> and also, I love that... I just described all your entire role in the series, by I, the way. I, I do realize he's probably using some obfuscation thing walking around, but it's like, oh yeah, dude dressed like a Jedi, totally walking all over the Death Star. There's like eight or nine of them. An another thing I hate about the prequels is just like, I was just assume that like just... Those were his old man desert robes. Right. Not that it was a uniform. Yeah. Which, again... <sighs> Another one of my favorite sound effects after R2-D2 falling over in the Jawa Valley. But then it, it doesn't explain why he fell over. I know. Also, this little bit here, the control panel, they edit it so it's Orabesh. Yes. That used to actually be in English letters. Yeah, it had like a... Really? Yeah. So that's a good change. Yeah. That's yeah, totally that's cool. fine. That I, makes some sense, legit. and it doesn't change the internal logic of the scene. Right. And we already know what he was there to do. Yeah, like she is the bitch in charge. And Jabba. Dude, like Princess Leia is like a boss. I mean, <laughs> yeah. she's been tortured, slated for execution. She watched her planet get blown up. And, yeah. and, and like she's still just like, motherfuck. Like, I will like run the situation as long as it gets me out of here. Like, yeah. man, mama's like, running the show now. Exactly. Like, man, like a boss. What the hell's going on? I don't know. Why they don't tell me nothing. Do they pay me to care? <laughs> I love a little pop. Outgassing? That would be worrisome. <laughs> You're in the like the power center of the friggin' space station. Yeah. Stormtrooper armor. They can handle, you know, the couple hundred reds a day that you were exposed to. What? Why did they ditch the stormtrooper armor? When did they ditch stormtrooper armor? They, when they got them, them? yeah, uh, cumbersome. I guess. Yeah. And also, it was covered in filth. Oh yeah, that's right. The the, the element of surprise is lost when you're covered in garbage. I suppose. Yes. So yeah. Leia's like, well, he's dead. I guess we should escape now. This is one scene that I had mixed feelings. Because it used to be like four, yeah. and now it's a battalion. Yeah. So it was funny the first time I saw it. I was like, holy crap. Yeah. Like, <laughs> and I can believe that he actually stumbled across like the stormtrooper barracks, and now suddenly he has to book it the other way. Like, Dude, how could they be missed? There's no locks. Stormtroopers always stop for locks. What are we going to do? <laughs> I think I just shot them. So why would blowing up, blowing up the controls on the inside of the door stop the ones on the outside from working? Unless they're all routed through the same power coupling. Could be. There's actually some logic behind that, since if you'll notice, just about anything that has power attached to it in Star Wars is explosive. 
And, and also, like, it has power Four and, screen. and mm-hmm. it has no um, redundancy at all. It's a good thing I had my Batman utility belt. Well, no, that's that's from the Stormtrooper armor. It See? is. Yeah, look at look at look oh, at the belts yeah. of the Stormtrooper. They, they they kept the utility belts from the Stormtrooper armor. Oh, okay. Yeah, well, that's what that is. That's totally a Stormtrooper utility belt. They can only open the door six inches at a time, though, so I think we're okay. <laughs> She's a pretty good shot, too. Oh yeah, no, she must have some levels of soldier. <laughs> Kudosin for at least like trying to get some shots in, and also close the door. Less chance of you getting a shot. Yeah, Yeah, I can totally buy that. Like C three PO and R two, you can just kind of hang around and no one's going to bother them because clearly, like nobody gives a crap about droids. These are their stunt doubles. Yes. <laughs> Daphne Zuniga. Oh, it makes me so angry. The spin move. Why did you do the spin move? <laughs> What's the spin move? You'll, yeah, you'll the see. There's a the the one move. that where Obi-Wan turns around and uh, that one. Yeah, where he just dies. Oh, spoiler. Sorry. Okay, well. The learner. Now I, I am, am the, the master. master. So I have a question as far as that goes. Did they adapt the Sith to use the red lightsaber, or was that always the case? I think the understanding is that they use synthetic crystals. Yeah, I mean, expanded universe lore here is yeah. that the Sith use synthetic lightsaber crystals, which, you know... And they could only make red. Yeah. Okay. Which until the Imperial Knights and the Legacy era used them to make silver crystals, but... Okay. Um... I just I, didn't know if they adapted it after the fact or if that was always kind of the plan. I mean, I think that, you know, Darth Vader just has his own red colored lightsaber in this movie because, you know, to have them be different colors. Yeah. And, you know, you know, hey. I think it was one of those it was one of those things where for this movie it was a we need blue for the good guy. Red is an angry, like yeah. aggressive color oh, for the no, bad certainly. guy. And it wasn't until later on that they're like, oh, Sith always use red lightsabers. Again, kind of falling into the same sort yeah. of Obi-Wan does like an impromptu, I'm gonna put a blast shield on you for a quick one-time, you know, test of your ability uh, as part of being, you know, uh, learning the ways of a Jedi. And then it's only in later films that are like, oh, okay, apparently this is now something that all Jedi do for their kids. I mean, I'm okay with Sith all using red lightsabers. I mm-hmm. mean, that's fine. I mean, Samuel Jackson had a purple one later on, only because he wanted one. It has "bad motherfucker" written on it. <laughs> Here comes the spin move. Uh, I love how they all just come and watch. They're like, "Whoa, dude, check it out! Darth Vader's having a sword fight." Mm-hmm. But again, like, I suppose that if he did open up fire and like he like killed us like they killed this guy that Darth Vader's fighting with, Darth Vader might just turn and kill them too. Yeah, just rage. Yeah. There it is. Yep. Yep. 
I, I, I love the way he holds up his like rifle and just like angrily just starts shooting like on the spot. It's so, actually it's a good bit of like physical acting. I, I didn't really understand why was he checking the clothing? Was he hiding as a tiny Obi Wan or? Dude, I mean, as far as Darth Vader knows, like, who knows what weird Jedi stuff Obi Wan does been know though. Well, does he? He hasn't I, seen him in like twenty years. He also, I don't think, I don't think uh, the Anakin, i.e., Darth Vader, has actually seen like Jedi do the poof, like physical uh, body vanish yeah. thing. Like he's seen lots of Jedi die in combat, and you know, I, to, my, to the best of my knowledge, he's never actually seen it like face to face that happen. So he may just kick it kind of as a the hell. Yeah. Did I? What just happened? Yeah, like, did you know, maybe did like, I just like, lose to a continuity error? <laughs> what, what was that? Oh, I'm sorry. Did the 80-year-old man you just met yesterday die? <laughs> I was too busy worrying about my entire planet. I like that they don't keep the guns normally charged. That's awesome. Oh, yeah, I mean, you wouldn't normally want to do that. Must mean you're like, you know, you're trying to sneak past customs and everything. Mm-hmm. Oh, this is such a cool scene. Oh, I love like the World oh. War like two bomber feel with like the mm -hmm. cockpits. Like, oh, they're so cool. Like, I love like the the cannon mounts. Like, they're so neat looking. A little bit of thing in the uh, novelization of this movie, ghost written by Alan Dean Foster. Uh, they explained that the sound of the Tie Fighters you hear is actually something that is broadcast inside the gun turret. For the gunners to hear. Oh, so they can actually yeah. tell distance and speed. Yeah, they basically like the ship sensors basically extrapolate where the ship is, and it plays that sound in the gun thing, so that you know, you'll have a spatial awareness, and that that actually is makes a lot of sense, and is actually kind of cool. Alan Dean Foster, who who signed my copy of Splinter of the Mind's Eye. Mm -hmm. Wow. Come on, baby, hold it. I can't believe I was on writing panels with Alan Dean Foster. That blows my mind. <laughs> like, ah. Uh. I will. We will. We will not be doing a uh, Unsheathed Presents for Splinter of the Mind's Eye. However, <laughs> so for those of you who don't know, while we're doing this little action scene here, Splinter of the Mind's Eye was a. It was basically, like, put in as a low-budget sequel to Star Wars if it didn't perform well. Wow. And so Han Solo isn't in the story in case they couldn't afford Harrison Ford. And the entire book takes place on this planet that's, like, covered in fog so that you wouldn't need to have, like, big special effects for all these set pieces. Nice. But, of course... Star Wars, you know, it was it was marginally successful. I mean, I think a few people have heard of it. Like, yeah, marginally. And, uh, yeah, marginally. A skosh. He's such a whiner. Man, like... Dude, I think R2 said, shut up, you old queen. <laughs> <laughs>
So she's she's confident that they're being tracked, and yet she goes right back to the secret base anyway. I. I mean, I guess she doesn't really have anywhere else to go. Mm-hmm. All drunk. Oh. 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 Too soon. <laughs> Dude, it was like 20 minutes ago. Let's <laughs> call you again. That's what you'll receive. Cares about Chewy. I love his eye care. Like, that's always I, been one I of care. my favorite. Like, I care. I care. Maybe come sign my Facebook page. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> I like how he's just fucking with Luke. He has no interest in her at all. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> And like he's just like, yeah, I'm just I'm a player man. And this here is the moon of Yavin 4, which is the site of the de- famous defeat of Exar Kun. What is that guy doing? Uh I think he's like writing speeding tickets. <laughs> It looked like he had a big radar gun. Uh, What what was that about? 75 and a 65. (laughs) (laughs) I love little people movers. Full of lazy people. The rebels. Mm -hmm. Oh, Luke, lose the poncho. I mean, I, I guess at this point... Like Princess Leia knows they're being tracked. She's just doing like her all or nothing thing, where it's mm-hmm. just like, look, we have to do. We this need to now. destroy this thing ASAP because, like, if we don't stop it now, we're all kind of hosed anyway. So okay, yeah, logical so, flaw corrected. So duly noted. If I ever build a battle station, I won't keep the plans on the battle station. No, no, no. She had them from before. Oh, okay, that's yeah, right. that was why they're chasing her in the beginning. Oh, Kyle okay. Katarn, uh, yeah. Retrieved them in episode one of uh, Dark Forces. Yeah. From the, uh, from oh, the dude, Anoa could you system. imagine being on that post? That dude, like, up in that uh, thing where he can't even sit down. <laughs> Eye roll. Oh, what the fuck ever. <laughs> Man, I'm surprised they didn't update like these like that '70s graphics here. Like, I dude, I think this is like amazing for the time. Oh no, exactly. I mean, they're and they they look really neat, but like, of all the other crap he changed, yeah. I'm surprised he didn't like Pixar this shit or something. For, for what it's worth. 
So we got a, a few additions here as we move on into the final <laughs> stage of this movie here. Uh, I don't know if you heard on Mike earlier, but the the comments about the uh, the MG34 uh, that was from uh, from Farallon here, who is now also mic'd up. Hello. And uh, Kohai opened up a bottle of the Lady of Spain, which, in true un- unsheathed fashion, I need to talk about what I'm drinking. This is it's a cava, which is a Spanish sparkling white wine. For those of you who don't know, it's actually really good. It's uh it's like sweet, but not like super duper sweet at all. It's actually it's got a nice sort of like would you call it bitterness? I probably wouldn't say bitter. Tartness. It, yeah, I was gonna. I, I usually describe it, as, uh, describe it as being tart or crisp. It is uh, certainly crisp. Yes, Spanish sparkling wine with uh, a macabeo, something that I believe you described as Basque. It looks like <laughs> sarel low and parellada. It, it it has it has an X and a weird dash. To me, that says Basque. Yeah, so here's here's the scene that. Uh, Kyle and I always talk about on our podcast when we're talking about story structure and the whole need versus want and this bit here where Han and Luke sort of have it out. And basically Han offers Luke everything that Luke originally always wanted at the beginning of the movie. And now he realizes that he's got more to more to actually do. Mm-hmm. He has hit that point in his life. You don't arc. have anything to live for. Oh, dude, he totally tried to diss Han to and for. Han hit him with the may the force be with you and he couldn't say anything back. No. That's, that pretty, was, that's pretty solid, man. That, yeah. Han is a pimp who always gets the last word. Like, <laughs> <laughs> there's a reason he gets away with the I know. <laughs> yeah. Uh, oh, classic. Man, I, cannot, I cannot wait until we do Empire. It's going to be well, fun. That's in about 25 minutes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> hey, man. Don't, don't, don't make the people listening. Like, they're probably not going to hear it for another two weeks. <laughs> We're not releasing these all at once. <laughs> yeah, but he died. Sorry, Luke. Sister kiss. They got some bombers, some X-wings. Biggs, that's right. And I forgot they put the scene back in. Probably the only one from out there. Is that Red Leader? I think it is. Yeah. Cut the chatter. It, it, Red Leader is known as just as Red Leader. <laughs> Red Squadron was the rogue squadron of its day. Then yeah. half of them died. They're no, no lucky more squad. Than, oh, like, yeah. I, I don't know about you. I see pretty much three ships fly away at the end of this. It's like Luke, Wedge, and... Luke, Wedge, Han, Y-Wing with an unnamed pilot who probably is so scarred by the experiences of war that, like... Becomes an alcoholic and then like dies as a carpet salesman. And Porkins, right? P- Porkins uh. lives, right? <laughs> oh my god! He so, had a layer of ablative flesh on the, it protected uh, him from the blast. <laughs> on the deleted scenes for the Robot Chicken Star Wars Episode Three, they have like two bits that are like both about Porkins, uh. and like they're like going over like the list of the deceased after the battle, and then they're like, and you know, like Jason Glidewell. And they're like, Jason Glidewell? Like, who's that? It's like, oh, dude, it's like, I think he's talking about Porkins. <laughs> and it's like, yeah, dude, it's like, we always called him Porkins because he was fat. And then, like, there's like, he's like, he's dead. And like, they're like, yeah, man, Porkins. Like, really? Jason Glidewell? 
And they have another one where like they're like talking to him on the con, like during the actual fight. They're like, "Yeah, come on, pull up, Porkins." And he's like, "My name is Jason, and I'm a human being." <laughs> there was a uh, there was a Star Wars like um like promotional thing like done on you know MTV or some some network like that in which they did like a an hour long special sort of like. Uh, I think actually done like in association with the prequels, sort of like as a little sort of like promo for them. And they had uh, Kevin Smith do the uh, uh, as the MC, basically commentary and, MC. Yeah, yeah. And, and he showed up and was just like, "Hi, my name's you know so and so. I played the you know the role of Jack Porkins while I was in. <laughs> you remember me? No, no, I'm serious. I'm Ken Smith. I did a lot of the Clerks guy. <laughs> oh." <laughs> there he was. Salute to you. Red Six. That dude died recently. Like oh, the, it was a while the actor ago. who that was like five years ago. Mm, more than. Really? Was it? Yeah. Porkins? Yeah. Porkins died um he had some sort of disease. Like I think he maybe had like leukemia or cancer or something. The something beatus. Like Could be. No, he because uh, he'd actually done a whole bunch of different things and um <laughs> No, like he um No, just look, he's at, laughing this, at, look at the size of that thing. Oh. Jeez Louise. Jeez look Louise. Oh, yes. damn it. You beat me too by half a second. <laughs> this baby can take temperatures up to 9,000 degrees. I can't let you do that. I think it's cool that the, like, guns actually have, like, ports and people sitting in them. They're not just computer controlled. Also, I really like this war room. I think this is one of the coolest oh, yeah. set pieces in like the whole trilogy. Gentlemen, you can't fight in here. <laughs> this, this is, is the war room. room. <laughs> uh, speaking of, uh, before we started recording, uh, Kohai asked me if I knew what James Earl Jones' first movie was, and I didn't. And, and the uh, answer was Dr. Strangelove, or How I Learned to Love the Bomb. He, he was in that? It's been a while since I've seen that, I guess. Mm. Yeah, he's a he's a bit part in uh, Slim Pickens' uh, Fighter crew. Oh, okay. For the plane that had the bomb. Yeah. And he's like, he's like, yeah, I'm also a pilot. Has that guy been drinking? <laughs> There's a lot of fire coming from the either that, or, of that device. Either that or he, he has whatever weird accent Queen Amidala affects in <laughs> episode one. <laughs> We have incoming fighter plane coming in from. <laughs> I was I not like, elected. Oh, uh, dude! Dude, oh, pour, dude out from Porkins. Uh, pouring out the lady of Spain from Porkins. Jack Porkins. <laughs> See you at the crossroads, my yeah. friend. <laughs> and also for uh, he was one of the Roivises, the colonial age Roivis in um, uh, Eternal Darkness. Oh, that's right. It yeah. was. Uh, no, he'd actually had a long career. Big bucket of win, as Kevin Smith would say. Maximilian Roivis. Yes. The one who did all the, uh, like, the, like... The, cra the crazy journals. Yeah, oh, the crazy journals in Eternal Darkness were oh. great. Deep in the corpse city of Engar. <laughs> For Engar. those of you who want to reach way, way back into the archives and try to find a GameCube, <laughs> if you can grab a game called Eternal Darkness... Is that, that the game that would mess really with good. you? Mm -hmm. Yes, like, it would okay. do, like, weird things, like... Like, oh, the game is glitching, but it's it not? Yeah. The game, or, like, it would have, like, the volume, like, line on the screen, like drain down to nothing or like you know it would turn off and look like the game would reset and then it would be like this isn't happening <laughs> it was about the closest thing you ever got to a Call of Cthulhu video game that wasn't a really bad yeah. Call of Cthulhu video game that actually did come out yes 
Also, don't get attached to the characters in it. It's it's like if I wrote the game. Just a note. <laughs> if I wrote this and determined what the fate of all the characters were. That's sort of eternal darkness. Oh, so Luke is following the school of Teese, and I'm going to bring the hoopty in and still yeah. keep fighting. Yep. Jericho's talking about the character he plays in a Star Wars game. That is incapable of being shot to pieces. Hey, last time you didn't even take a hit. Yeah, that's true. That's true. As opposed to Jaco. Gamer nerd. Jaco getting Jaco oh, yeah, hit I would by talk. a cliff. Yes. Those are the bombers, right? Yeah. Oh, and, and Darth Vader's got his curved... Yeah, like a boss. Oh, that's right. In the DVD release here, like the music for the trench run scene is all too quiet. Like you can't really hear it. Mm. Like they they actually messed up the audio mixing. Ah. Uh. Why wings? <laughs> okay, that was not the best read. <laughs> <laughs> like we. As we mentioned earlier, this is a great movie in spite of its flaws, but like, and some of its flaws are like, oh, that was We're, not the best How many guns go five? Thanks for calling, 1930s. And hey, watch out for that Adolf Hitler. He's a bad egg. 23 skadoo. Does that guy have like a really bad smell in his cockpit? Like He's like way? scrunching, yeah. Maybe he's got tunnel blindness. I don't know. I love the Vader sessions where he's like tuning into different radio stations all through the uh, mm -hmm. through the fight. Stay on target. I can't shake him. I just say the special effects of these. X-Wings and Y-Wings blowing up. It still looks super cool. Oh, I know. It totally like, does. Like, it's just, well, they were blowing up models. Oh, I know. Lost but I really like, lost Hutch. Uh, they came from behind. Steve. So in high school, I had this friend named Steve who had this whole thing where like, he thought Grandma Tarkin was this great character. And so like, after that scene right there where he's like, evacuate and you know, he was, he was trying to come up with a way to logically cause, like, you know, find a way for Grandma Tarkin to survive. Where, like, you know, after this, like, you know, he, he sees what's going down. He knows what the score is. And he's like, he's like, actually, I would prefer to watch our victory from the comfort of my private personal yacht. <laughs> and, like, he you know, launches out, watches, and then so, like, when the Death Star explodes, like... He, he's off. His like, yeah, but his, like, ship gets, like, knocked off course, and he has to go into, like, sort of, like... Kind of like Ripley at the end of Alien has to like freeze himself, and so like then he can like show up later. And you can't you. <laughs> They're on your six. They can't be. I took evasive maneuvers. <laughs> Roll a piloting check. Yeah, you die. <laughs> Negative. <laughs> Didn't go in. Deflected <laughs> off the surface. Hmm. 
But that's still a pretty strong impact if it shook everyone inside like that. Yeah, maybe you should watch what you're doing. Yeah, don't rubberneck when your friends are dying. That's just rude and disrespectful. Wait a second. Did that thing literally say 10 seconds away? Oh, I don't know. Maybe seconds, like, in terms of an arc? Like No, no, because, no, I mean, it was counting down rapidly. Oh, I don't know. It's movie time. It's one of those oh, things okay. where it has like the countdown, but like it only counts down when the camera's on it. Yeah, that must be because they've already burned that amount of time. Yeah. Or maybe it's like um, like the shot clock in like football, where like sometimes they're like, "Oh, there's actually like another like 13 seconds right. to play." Shot, shot clock is in basketball. Oh, play Sports clock. Are all the same. <laughs> Dude, we've we've got B Hop in our recording studio here. Don't don't tell him about that. <laughs> oh, yeah, man. Uh, man, you got the double deuce. B Hop just gave me like flip me off both hands. Come on, he's the engineer. You can't make him angry. He'll just mute you. Oh, oh no. I haven't even told you about my FBA character. See, he's an alien. Oh. <laughs> Apparently, he's an authorian. Don't clap into the microphone. <laughs> he, he shut it off. It's cool. Spend your swift actions to bring up the shields on my ship. <laughs> oh, dies like a chump. Yep. Yep. Yeah, 30, it was 30 seconds, yet it showed 10 uh, on the thing that I was looking at before. You know, the, the Y-Wings really ought to have done better, or they ought to have divvied up, um, like, their ship complements, like have an X-Wing as yeah. the... The bombardier essentially in front with two Y wings in back because the Y wings have gunner turrets to the rear. Oh, that's true. Like that's what they need to fight these guys off because yeah. otherwise you have people being like, "I can't hold them," and it's like, "With what? You never fired a shot back at them. Yeah. All they do is shoot at you until they finally blow you up." Yeah, like yeah, it's like don't send in. Here's all the X wings and here's all the Y wings. Like, dude, teamwork. Come right. on. That's how. And I grant you that the, I, the, 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 the Y wing is a hog. Oh yeah. That's why they replaced it with the B wing. Viewing is a cool ship. It is a bloated government contract of a ship, but yes. it's a cool bloated government contract of a ship. I like the A-Wings, too. Oh, the A-Wings are awesome. Yeah. Ah. Hey, man, you have Aaron Creenid in the A-Wing crashing right into the bridge Too of late! the Executor. Yep. Oh. I actually like uh, Carrie Fisher's expression, like in that previous she shot, looks where she's super like, worried. Yeah, she's just like, "We're dead, we're dead, we're dead." Yeah. Like it's down to like the farm boy I met who yeah. fucked up everything. Like, <laughs> and dude, they're commencing primary ignition. You yeah. know that ain't good. Yeah. No. Yeah. I have you now. <laughs> what? <laughs> what? What? 
callback to host uh, to Holst's uh, Marsbringer war here. Dude, I think Han just spent a destiny point. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, there's four ships leaving there. And yep. you'll notice he spent it on the NPC and not on Darth Vader, who had just spent a destiny point to negate the hit. Yeah. <laughs> Farewell, Grand Moff Tarkin. We barely knew he and your genocidal ways. <laughs> so long, Peter Cushing. Oh, drink. Did you just say Rikoshi? I said Peter uh, Cushing. Oh, I, th- uh. <laughs> I totally thought you said yeah. the R word. Raylan? <laughs> Carrie! <laughs> the fish. Right there. I think he actually says hey. I think but he it said totally Carrie. sounds like Carrie. Let's hug threesomely. Yes. Hey, that's in my RPS. It's like he's a droid. It's fine. They have an entire. Hey, C3PO, it's cool. He's a disposable person. <laughs> I don't know if you know, understood how our culture works. <laughs> he's a third class citizen. He's just a machine. No, he's a second class droid. Yes, second true. Degree. That's what Astromex are. Oh, dude, I love... Sorry, second degree. Yes. Is this where Luke's eyes all messed up? Yes. Because yes. he, he was to... screaming? Uh-huh. <laughs> he... For those of you who don't know, Carrie Fisher has reported that in a previous scene, I think the one with the Dianoga, in fact, like, Mark Hamill screamed so much that he burst a blood vessel in his in eye. In his eye. So for all of the close-up shots in this one, he has to, like, grin like an asshole. <laughs> Otherwise, like, the um, the one blood vessel that he popped is going to show up. Yeah. It's it it is pretty noticeable. Also a little uh, little nod to Triumph of the Will here. But uh, excuse me? No, like this is the scene taken from Triumph of the Will. And no, I want I, you to explain what that means. Triumph of the Will is a Nazi propaganda movie done oh, by... Oh, really? Yeah. Like, oh, wow. I don't remember the filmmaker's name. It was, a fe- it was actually interesting. It was like a female filmmaker um, from... Yeah, Lenny Riefenstahl. That's right. I knew there was an L in there. Lenny Riefenstahl, thank you, uh, did a Nazi propaganda film. And there's a scene that, like, is pretty, really close to like this Like, shot one. for shot? Yeah, it's, like, it's very much like the, like, people walking up to the front to, like, get their reward. Like, there's the people stand, watch them the turn, like. So is, is Princess Leia Hitler or Goebbels? <laughs> <laughs> I think I, I think she's, um... This oh. just took a dark turn. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I don't, I don't know. I don't know if I like this. Let's talk about something positive to end the movie on. Oh wait, at Excuse least me, no, way, nobody is holding up a plasma ball. Yes. All right. Like, let's be thankful for that. Yeah. And for what it's worth, if she's anyone, it's Erwin Rommel. Thank you. Oh my god. <laughs> like after all she did in that movie, Erwin fucking Rommel. All right. She is a magnificent bastard. You magnificent bastard! I read your book. But yeah, so this was Star Wars Episode Four: A New Hope. Mm-hmm. We were talking actually now that we're here in the credits. I was I was talking earlier. I'm pretty sure that in the original theatrical airing of this, like James Earl Jones didn't even get a credit. Like and they just Guinness. yeah, see, it's right. Like, James, James Earl Jones, Jones is the voice of Darth Vader. As the voice of Darth wow. Vader. But, like, I don't think that was originally there. I think they just credited David Prowse, who I think David Prowse has like 
been politely like asked not to attend celebration anymore. Really? Apparently he's like kind of got a huge chip on his shoulder. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Like I know like he's really big on like the I am Darth Vader. And you know to be fair, yeah, like he was Darth Vader. He's half Darth Vader. Yeah, no, I will, exactly. He's totally like the physical <laughs> imposing nature is yeah. half of the aspect of Darth oh, Vader. Yeah. Absolutely. It's totally important, but like and apparently like when he like signs his like glossy uh like uh, like publicity shots, he signs like David Prowse is Darth Vader, and like wow, yeah, okay, so that's a little douchey, but yeah, but like it appa- mean, apparently, like like at, like he wasn't banned, but I think he was. They politely asked him not like like let me actually confirm that because I don't want to like slander David Prowse like <laughs> unnecessarily. You, you don't have much time, dude. No, I know, but Buddy uh, Alsup, what a name. <laughs> Ron Beck, Peter Diamond, Dan Perry. Here on the uh... John Jay, wasn't he our first uh, Supreme Court justice? I have no idea. <laughs> I was gonna say, I can find things confirming that he has the thing where it's David Prowse is Darth Vader. Hold on. Well, the f- third Google suggestion is David Prowse banned, so I'm not. Uh... Yeah. Well, if it's on Google, it must be true. Well, I mean, at least it's a, it's. <laughs> I didn't. I'm not the only person who. Yeah, this was like two years ago. Yeah, July 2010. Uh, yeah, David Prowse says he is being punished after quote annoying George Lucas. Uh, he could not attend a forthcoming conference at mm-hmm. any Lucasfilm associated event. The only thing I've been told is I've burnt too many bridges between Lucasfilm and myself. Wow. Yeah, it, it looks like they've, uh, you know, the, this uh, came down to a personal beef with uh, Uncle George well, himself. Well, dude, yeah, if you, if you want to continue to attend these things, don't anger the guy who made them. No, exactly. Like, it seems like a bad idea. They don't Speaking say of what angering happened, George but... Lucas, if you have Netflix, you can now get The People versus George Lucas. Which was instant, very good. For yeah. instant streaming. I, I, I recommend it. It, uh, it actually it offers some thoughtful, insightful commentary on... Yes. Uh, on what's wrong with George Lucas' yes. brain. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. Also, if uh, you like George Lucas in love... I don't mm. know if you've seen that. I also oh, yeah. recommend is, that. Is that the TK four two or the THX one one three? Like a whole bunch of stuff formed from his like high school. Yeah, it's, it's or like his him, college it's experience. Like right. It depicts him in college and having like right. a lot of experiences that seem to mimic that of yes. the Star Wars prequels and the like. Which college? Uh, be uh, USC. That yeah. Thank you. Whoa, careful there. I'm we got right. a big things up from from Buck Hopper who has a big. Uh, Hard on for USC, apparently. <laughs> well, he, he went to USC. Okay, well. Film school, had, baby. Film school. Yeah. So if you go to the alumni homepage and search for uh, Buckhalter Hopper, <laughs> I think you'll find him. <laughs> yes, I'm sure he'll be prominently if, if, featured. Go, if, if you need to refine your search terms, it's number seven. Oh, the 1997 on there makes me sad. Yeah. Uh, this movie was not made in 1997, damn it. Yeah. <laughs> wow, David Prowse is old. He was born I know this is a really awkward time to bring this up, but your mic is really drooping. Yeah, I know. Uh, we'll That's fix cool. it. We're at the end of the movie. We'll fix cool. it for the next. But one. thank you for joining us in this listening of uh, our little commentary here on Star Wars Episode Four. Join us next time if you care for for Episode Five: The Empire Strikes Back. <laughs>